Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week, we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candace Shalou, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's words of wisdom. It was evolutionary biologist Charles Darwin who once said, if I had my life to live over again, I would have made a rule to read some poetry and listen to some music at least once every week. Now, with respect to Mr. Darwin, I don't think that's enough. (laughs) I would say that we should make it a rule to read some poetry and listen to some music at least once a day. At least. And that's still low in my book, right? Yeah, at least once an hour. Come on. Research has shown that poetry, especially, has healing qualities. A 2020 paper written by a couple of Harvard students highlighted studies that found that reading, writing, and listening to poetry can reduce pain, both chronic and following surgery. Poetry is shown to improve your mood, your memory, even enhance your performance at work. A 2021 study published by the American Academy of Pediatrics found that when hospitalized children were encouraged not just to read poetry, but to write poetry, there was a marked reduction in their anger, in their fear, their fatigue, their worry, and their sadness. Based on all of this evidence, CNN columnist David Allen notes that poems slow our reaction to an experience and can alter our perception of it in ways that help us find new angles, go deeper. It can strengthen our sense of identity and connect us to the experiences of others to foster empathy. So this morning, Jubilance, as we present another edition of Poetry Church, this is a day of healing. This is a day where we deepen our empathy and our well-being while relieving our own stress and fear and anxiety. It's going to be a morning, I guarantee, that will leave you saying, oh, yeah. We're going to let the poetry and the music talk for itself. Each, each performer will announce the next person after them. But we want to thank you all. We're going to start with the singer-songwriter, Josh McGill. Stand our ground 
around and just fade away? Do we stand the ground or do we just fade away? We're still so far from the end of the fight One less piece of cloth won't change your hateful mind One less piece of cloth won't change your hateful mind Right here, place your feet in the dirt They can try as they might We won't be unearthed Right now, this is our judgment day Do we stand our ground or just fade away? Do we stand our ground? Or do we just fade away? First poet today is Miss Tamara Miles. Wow, I'm inspired. Mantis. The most feared predator in the insect world. Praying mantis. I thought to save our peach trees. Tucking a cocoon-like case into the elbow crease of the peach tree, eager for the strange cascade of 200 yellow-green nymphs to emerge in six to seven weeks, or was it 10 to 12? Because every day before I leave for work, I take a look. But everything is still and silent except a few ants making their way across a stem. Grow, grow, I whisper my prayer. 
for triangular heads and bulging eyes, leaf stick bodies elongated, the built-in weaponry of front legs folded to deceive. The only known insect that can turn its head to look over its shoulder. You can train it to take food from your hands and it will not bite if you treat it carefully. And it will never go far from you with its large compound eyes, with its third eye, with its two other simple eyes, with all five of its eyes patiently waiting. And I have waited. And I have waited before like this for babies that I believe were coming. One fell before its time at 10 weeks. More like a freckle than a face. With another, we were happy. I went to the beach. At home, I heaved on all fours. She was already gone. Down syndrome and a related heart defect. But I delivered her with the help of Dr. Young, who slept at the hospital so he could be near when the time came. And I held little Joni Waco. We held and kissed her and never saw her again. And the geneticist said, there's nothing wrong with you. It's the 21st gene. It sticks sometimes. And we told our daughter, who was five, who was waiting with her big summer blue eyes. And she asked, but when is the baby coming back? And I and all women are more than cocoon nest wombs. We are transformed in ourselves. We are transformed in our words, in our own eyes, wide and searching. We are mirrors of heaven. May we fold our hands before these mirrors and bow to the God in us, to the God who suffers with us and dreams with us. who holds us like the baby Moses, who hides us like the baby Moses in the cleft of the rock. And let's have Moses Oak Tree. For those who don't know me, my name is uh, Moses Oaktree. I'm super happy to be up here today. All y'all look absolutely beautiful. Yeah, so I'm like super happy to be in your presence. Um, I just have a couple of quick uh, poems for y'all, and you know I hope y'all enjoy from here. Yeah, you are a poet now. Step on stage. Let the light fill you. Let it 
heal you. Breathe. Tell the audience that you don't sing. Sing a little. Tell the audience you're not a love poet, but if you were, it would sound a lot like this poem. Don't forget your poetry voice. <laughs> Recall your trauma. Let it fill you. Feel it building. You do this because you love it. Remind them, remind them you are not a love poet. Lower your voice. Raise your voice. Change the intonation. Swap syllables with symbolism. Switch up the alliteration. Stop. Dream. Idealize. Idealize your suicide. Idealize your suicide again. Cut your belly open on stage. It takes guts to stand up. Show them to everyone. Once they've all fallen out, what do you become? You are a poet now. Your job is to bleed gracefully. They'll even judge it. They'll say what it was and what it wasn't. They'll say you didn't bleed enough for them, but your wrists, your wrists have been mangled by your story. Your veins are pouring. Your bleeding is freeing. Get free. Get free. We're not hollow men. Shake off your skin. Find the love within. Find the love within them. Resonate till your pupils dilate, till you can feel the beating of their hearts. You train for this. You prep for this. You've been memorizing poems. The lines are stuck in the walls of your house and your car. Because you love this, because you love them, because you're bleeding, because it's freeing, and it makes you, and it makes you think about God. So you talk about God. So you talk about God and all your poems and about what suicide. I, I mean, what sacrifices are for? If when you step on this stage, it makes you feel like you're home, you should remind them and remind yourself that this is not a love poem. All right, so a lot of my uh, personal inspiration for poetry um, came out of uh, a lot of jazz poets, and then I got into beat poets, and then I got into uh, some like uh, Rumi, Khalil Gibran, like more spiritual esque uh, poetry stuff. Um, but like while I was still on the beat poet, like kind of getting into the spiritual poet stuff, um, I wrote this next one. Um, it's very uh, imagery symbolic, so like stick with me, okay? <laughs> Deep in the valley of bended spoons, the locusts have forgotten to hum. Instead, they own. Oh, 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 deep in their meditation, they focus the sensation till it vibrates them to creation. There they have conversations with the gods that create them in their own image. Heavenly missing fathers and grasshoppers, I've been vision questing with them. As the golden blades of grass bow beneath my blackened soles, I shed my ego like a serpent's skin. I'm clean within and my heart begins an awakening and I realize the sun always shines through the second sight of my third eye.
All it takes is a spotless mind. So let the kundalini climb up your spine and grind away your toxic self like candle wax on altars melts. Then look into the skies. You've arrived and are staring into a cosmic mirror. You're Amaterasu on Ayahuasca, listening to Soon Ra and the cosmic gospel of Bootsy Collins and Parliament Funkadelic on vinyl. When the maggot brains are all going viral and the world begins its final spiral, will you have the will to escape samsara into the valley of bended spoons? And uh, this last one's for my grandma. I got this memory of when I was six, right? Being called inside from play on a hot day, 110 degrees in Allendale, South Carolina. My great-grandmother was snapping green beans on the front porch. She said, baby, come on inside. That's how you get that heat stroke. I say, grandma, what is heat stroke? She said, baby, Heat stroke is what happens when it gets so hot outside, lightning strike right between your eyes and set fire to your insides. It's the sun gone poison. Something good turned evil, the fruit of Eden. I never want you to know the taste of a flaming sword swinging. I say, Grandma, how do you know? Were you out there playing and you got your heat stroke? She said, baby, I must have been about your age, but we weren't out there to play, baby. It was uh, me and my papa picking cotton. Her hands stop and she holds them out and her calluses have become mountains and the valley's plantations. Her lifelines and her love lines, the rows of cotton that she walked her palms are white as the crop, and I can't count all the stalks. She said, baby, for a long time, this is all that we knew. On one hand, what we picked, and on the other, what we grew. The crack of dawn still reminds me of the backfire the truck your great cousin hid in the bed of when he escaped to the north, shuffling quiet as mama fixed him food in the morn. We took them lunches to the field. At noon, Pop and I would have our fill and we would work until the dying of the day. When she said them words, the vision of my grandmother passed away except for her hands. They seemed to dilate. Her hands seemed to dilate. So that's when I noticed the cotton bulbs all had faces of family members. My brothers, cousins, my sister, their mouths were all wide open. Tongues made of fluff picked by unseen hands. The cotton rises. White rabbit bodies disappear into the sky. Cotton tongues flutter like dust in the light. My grandmother notices me staring and closes her fists tight. I say, Grandma, what is heat stroke? She said, baby, heat stroke is the searing pain of your native tongue being plucked out and replaced with something that doesn't quite fit right. It squirms like children in church pews. It doesn't sit right. Baby, you're six, right? How high can you count? Can you count all the days that my father came home broken? 
there were none. The heat stroke, the day that it struck me down, I remember how he cradled me beneath the shade of a beast tree. He said, baby, I'm sorry. Can you ever forgive me? I'm not out here working this hard for no one. He said he was working this hard for me. He said, I have to survive so my children, so my grandchildren, so my great-grandchildren don't have to go through the same thing because grandson, heat stroke is a wound. Time doesn't quite heal, but baby, I love you like I love my father. Beyond time in those cotton fields, baby, I love you like I love my father. Like I love all of you Beyond time And those cotton fields Thank you Coming up next to the stage The one and only Mr. Josh All right, so uh, normally at Al's things, the music all goes first, and I don't have to follow all these talented people, so... uh, (laughs) Oh, my, my, my sweet confession You told a grand story once upon a time And oh, my, my, my sweet obsession Words aren't just words spoken in the right time I bleed, I'll bleed if it makes you feel better It makes you feel better I'll open the vein I'll scream, I'll scream till you Hear every letter of every word that I've yet to say. Oh, my, my, my sweet confession. You told a grand story once upon a time. And oh, my, my. My sweet obsession Words aren't just words Spoken in the right time I'll cry, I'll cry Every tear left inside me Each tear left inside me In exchange for your pain I'll work and I'll work Till the bones left Inside me have turned into dust, too fragile to break. Oh, my, my, my sweet confession. You told a grand story once upon a time. And oh, my, my. My sweet obsession Words aren't just words Spoken in the right time Oh, my, my My sweet confession You told a grand story Once upon a time Oh, my, my Sweet obsession, words aren't just words spoken in the right time. 
God's unjust words spoken in the right time. All right, and I don't see my sheet, but I believe TK is up next. <laughs> All right, I got um, three kind of pieces for you. So, again, I, my name is TK. I'm a spoken word artist. So I perform around. So if you're looking for events and everything, yeah, I never remember to plug myself, but this is it. I did it. Check and check. All right. So um, the name of this first piece I got is uh, I wrote this kind of recently It's just called Grace It feels like I need to have a better title than that But that's all I'm riding with for right now So I wrote this a couple of days ago Never forget to give grace to the ones that tried to hold you together When you were broken I mean Isn't that what most of us asking God for? Grace This is what friendship and family means to me And I will always leave the porch light on for an apology Or honestly Just make me laugh If you make that moment bright enough, it should always overshadow the past. Let me see in your energy that I might need to grab my sunglasses. Our future is so bright. Or maybe it's just to hide the tears that we're fighting. But yesterday was yesterday. And we can't always go back to the homes long ago but departed. Life roads are all uncharted. May yours lead to happiness. Much success to all, even if you wish me the opposite, because when you made in God's image, you filled with enough love to rise above it. I saw the sun today, and I smiled at it and told it I love it, because sometimes the little things are the biggest things to us, or at least they should be. And my apologies to anyone who I couldn't be the man that you wanted or needed me to be, the same grace, or asking to share and give the same grace. Peace and blessings. Have a great day. All right, and that's that piece. All right. All right, the name of this next piece is called uh, Self-Motivation. This is kind of a man-in-the-mirror talk that I pretty much have to my, with myself as we all get through our low points, but I figure, you know what, write it and make it rhyme a little bit. So, yeah. All right. <clears throat> hey, we all carry crosses. And if yours are too heavy, God would have sent for you and let it be get your re- let you get your rest. We don't always get the best cards in the hand that we're dealt. Still have to deal with it and play it to, for ourselves. Life is filled with pop quizzes and we don't always get to study for the test. So just do your best. You got this. Sharpen your pencil. Breathe. You still got time left. I mean, God ain't gave up on you yet. So never give up on yourself. Even the blessed get stressed. Even God's favorites still get stuck like the rest with heavy chore and defiantly ask, why me? Because the same rule applies. The test comes before the testimony. Darkest before dawn, joy comes in the morning. Even if your cloudy days are blocking your glory, trust and believe. Just keep walking until you see the sun. God be the victory. Have a little faith and a lot more fun. Why so serious? We're all God's children. Stop being the cranky one. Smile for a change. Then pray for that change. This is just another season that sometimes we just have to wait for the spring, but your time is coming. You're okay. Period. Not a question. Now tell God thank you and make room to count all your new blessings God sent for you. I pray for your good mornings and even better today. I mean, I've never been in a whale. I've or a lion's den. I mean, I've never hung from a cross. I've been in the oven, so with these little troubles of mine, I know that one day I'll be fine. Because if the Bible gave us any signs, his favorites can have a hard time. 
And that's that piece. Okay. All right, the last little piece I wrote is um, it's called um, You Beautiful Child of God You. It's pretty much a small piece. It's some kind of affirmation thing. I have, like, nieces that I love, and sometimes I like to send them little messages and stuff. So um, this kind of developed from one of those. You beautiful child of God, you. You're beautiful. Just the way the creator made you, even if no one else sees it. Greatness is just the arm length away from you reaching it. So speak it, claim it, and what you want from the universe, name it. Any flaws you can improve, change it. God believes in you. That's why you have the gift for today. It's your present. You are no mistake. So don't be good. Smile, be grateful, and go be great. And that's that piece. All right. Next Next up, we have Jane Zinger. I have uh, three poems, very different, each one. Um, the first one is, uh, just need to tell you that I live in a place called Cedar Creek. It's my heaven, and um, I lost my husband who built it, and we were together for almost 43 years. And uh, so... A couple of these poems have to do with what it, what it's like to all of a sudden have a time of your life you're taking care of it all by yourself. So this is called Between a Molecule and the Milky Way. Oh, by the way, he was a scientist and I was an English major. So there we go. Oh. We are precariously balanced here, says Kenneth Clark, who unfortunately has been usurped by Stephen Hawking, who has used his time quietly. I, on the other hand, spend my time on the ground looking for evidence that something is running this show, something akin to a spirit or the meaning of magic, like Ospensky, frantically in search of the miraculous, trying to tie it all together. All magic may be a trick, some deception, but LSD helped him float out to sea, happy and serene. So every day, I search my woods, the sky, the soil, the plants, the animals. I'll share the magic of the last 13 days with you. An order of events is a marching band of memories. On the first day of April, hawks ransacked a nest. A baby squirrel spiraled down and landed in dry leaves, still breathing. Oscar Wilde, my gentle elder cat, brought it into me, a hairless gift, a gray soft pelt, perfect, albeit the feline punctures in her final fragile spine. I wrapped him in soft cloth, dribbled warm milk, and my dying husband blew his warm breath into his mouth, but the baby had no chance. I let a purple thistle bloom last year, and it produced a Scottish army. I prayed for a solution without a poison, and help arrived in a bucket of Caribbean passion flower vines. They wiped out the thistle, but vines were escaping into the deep woods, and by the summer's end, hundreds of maypops exploded to take over. Then what will I need to pray to stop them? A day ago, I turned over the hibiscus leaf and touched a rare saddleback caterpillar. I was the first and last to feel her poison stingers. One of us survived. <laughs> last night, the storm ran over me, and I circled the house, watching its approach. First the breeze, 
breeze, then the gusts and clouds ramping up and the lightning flash and the thunder stopping my heart. Limbs twisted and cracked off and spun down, barely missing me, as if I was the target of a playful Thor. The days grow warm, the ground shudders with new life, reptiles waking from the winter hibernation. The robins return. The rare blue racer shows herself. She flows my way until she seems to fly across the slippery grass, soaring over slick leaves, coming right at me. I surrender the ground. The old king snake is back. She wakes beside the stump where I feed the crows and squirrels. Luigi, the box turtle, was digging his head into my leftover meatballs. Her face, spicy sauce and laughter, saves my soul. The night arrives, the owls and insects take over the woods, and I cannot avoid the pain of summer moving on without me. Night falls, the stars check in on time in perfect formation, and I am mostly naked watching the rising moon fall. A single spider shares my upper deck, her contribution catching insects and creating the deadly work of woven art, backlit and shimmering from the full moonlight. Moses, where's Moses? Um, This was not a poem I was going to read, but you inspired me. Uh, This is my book, Night Bloomer. And... um, one, two. You'll probably to Weekly Wisdom recognize from we are a progressive, inclusive this woman I'm going to be talking about. Carolina. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream it's religions, called, um, metaphysical teachings, uh, mysticism, and inspired my, my grandparents leaders and teachers came from Horry County, and they were farmers, to help and there were some wise grandmothers and some wise ants. And this is going back in time. And this is called Shucking Beans with Aunt Prudy. You're on the porch. We're shucking our beans. Lucy's come in. She's heartbroken. Her guy, Gone. Thank you for joining us. Who do you talk to? Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. If you enjoyed Nuts this program, we hope that you support us by leaving a good Got to be the right season because timing is everything. There is some food worth the trouble. Boil peanuts, take some finesse. Got to crack them carefully. The best ones have firm red nuts. The large perky ones you will offer to someone, hey, this is perfect. Take it all. Now, Lacey, that fool you're crying over ain't worth it. Ain't worth it. Sometimes you need to wait for the next batch. And, oh, yeah, I love those peanuts. And the sour cherries when they open. You have bite it and get oh, that pit yeah. out and rub the juicy red half on your lips and you get a good stain going. See who notices. <laughs> the grapes are almost ready. Muscadines make the best wine, you know, but don't get excited about that. Your Uncle Bubba won't give up the family recipe. Lacey, don't love anybody that craves the bottle unless it's a baby. We've had enough trouble can't ever trust a drinking man no matter how charming and how and how charming they start out being just let me teach you today to make some jelly 
Now, in Aberdeen, when I was on tour, I met a trumpet-playing man who snatched a whole cherry out of my fancy drink and supped on it, and then spit out the pit and played with the stem. In a bit, he took it out and held it up with a pirate's grin. He had tied the darn thing in a knot with his tongue. I was a practical girl in those days, and my first thought was, who has the time to learn a trick like that? But my second thought was, I'm going to marry that man. (laughs) Another thing, Lacey, it's the little things that show a man's character. You know, how some dude gets rid of a wad of gum will tell you a lot about him. First, is it bubble gum or juicy fruit or breath gum? And does he think to keep the wrapper so he can dispose of it later? Now, that's planner. Avoid those guys who spit gum out wherever the flavor runs out. They're the only in for the short run. Now, Lacey, you know the highway to hell is paved with little round gum blobs. (laughs) Now, back to peanuts. The roasted dry ones, there was this Texan I met on a field trip who was darn good looking but hard to figure. He didn't seem to have enough patience to crack a nut. He'd pop the whole dang thing in his mouth, crunch the roughage, and wash it down with cheap beer. Never did figure out if he was lazy, hungry, or ignorant. But Halen from Texas should have known better. (laughs) Stay away from those guys. They have serious issues. Me, I keep the wrapper and only drink at communion. Now keep shucking, Lacey. That's about all we can do sometimes, honey. When the season's right, you'll find him. Trust me. And that man who put the knot in the cherry stem, that's for another day. (laughs) And I have to thank Al, because we had a group for a while, and they said, bring in something really different. And I thought this is going to go in the garbage, but you wouldn't let me toss that one away. So, one more. And this is um, about a quarter of a circle of all the weirdness that I am, okay, compared to those other two. I did, I was lucky enough to, um, to be invited to teach in China for a year. And um, on the way there, I was going to a little university to teach that was out in the middle of nowhere. And... Um, They were waiting for me, but this is what happened. It's called Lost Luggage Number 2. I had a lot of lost luggage, luggage poems that seems to happen to me. Somewhere in Beijing, my luggage slipped off the grid. I was passing through, making a connection, destination Taiyuan, and a university where I would teach the next year. I headed south on the Shanxi Regional Connection, but my bags missed the flight. I imagine some man in a white baggy uniform sorting through my stuff in a back room looking for contraband, but finding a simple teacher's wardrobe, American music, books, and movies, all meant to be left behind. I arrived hours late in the middle of the night, but the Chinese greeting party had patiently waited, a curious entourage eager to welcome me to my new home. There were blooms and flowers as stuffed panda bear and a welcome home foreign teacher spelled all in a correctly banner. 
For three years, for three days, I returned to the airport, no luggage. Finally, I met with the powerful chancellor of my college to report that I would soon be teaching class in my pajamas, (laughs) since I was out of cleat clothes. This was the first of many comments causing confusion and panic to those without a creative imagination and prone to protocol and impatience. Authorities contacted authorities. In that mysterious way, things are done in China. My luggage arrived the next day. The suitcase was grinning when I picked it up. It must have been touring first class. And judging by the rumple mess, had been entertained and had too much to drink. (laughs) The next day, I taught in my pajamas anyway. (laughs) And I am so happy to introduce everyone that you already know, Al Black. I'll let my poems speak for themselves. I'm going to read two. This is called Meditation on the Lahia Octas, which is a small tablet. What is in the spelling of a name that makes it holy? While you slept in the halls of cloistered stone, stars fell from the sky. The sun returned and the breeze called awake because darkness has no hold on tomorrow. All the clappers were stolen, melted down and sold. The warning hour struck, the belfry could not sing, and still you waited for the clanging to awaken you. Truth is not confined in an ancient book on a dusty shelf. Beware of those who call themselves enlightened and hide among the tombs. The burning bush has become a forest fire. All rivers flow to the sea. Rise from your bed, draw back the curtain, open the gate, and walk in the light. This is called weightless. If you pray to be of service and I pray for relief, are we guided to meet? When you say a kind word or you bind my wounded soul, are we the answer to our prayers? Are we assisted by hosts of angels? And are we not each other's angel? Do angels land weightless upon our thoughts when immersed in prayer? How would we know? Someone once said to me, you plan so many events, how do you do it and and everything? I want to say, what you do 
is always surround yourself with talent above your level and you can bask in their light. And I've been very fortunate in my life. And today is another one of them. Josh McGill, please play us out. So you say you sold your soul to the wrong kind of man And now you want my sympathy Where you hold your broken heart in the palm of your hand Now don't hand that to me It's a fragile thing So guard it with your life So you say you lost sight of what you really need And now you don't know where to start Now you're talking so much that you just don't see You left your horse behind your cart Take hold of the reins and learn how to be alive It's alright to cry Just another open door Now you don't want to remember What you just can't forget You can't take this anymore There's no easy way out So dig your heels in the soil It's alright to cry It's alright to scream But it's still alright to hold your head Be <laughs>
Thank you for joining us for Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter, or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at jubileecircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week, and until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that will leave you saying, oh yeah. Yeah.